Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we have reached book 24. Six. Yes, yes, book 26. And episode 28. 28. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> and it is hostage. So um, it's quite something. It is. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> we will begin as as is our want mm. with cover taglines <laughs> and blurbs. So the first, uh, the, the cover tagline, fun cover is, can anyone save Regina Morrow? <gasps> the answer is yes. <laughs> There's always like a yes or no answer to these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes there's like a. <laughs> okay, three possible answers. This is very explicitly a yes. So the answer is extremely ineptly and illogically oh, and in a plan that really should not have so taken place. Convoluted and ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. So can you give us the back tagline? I sure can. Regina's life in jeopardy. <gasps> it's true. It's very dramatic. There's a lot of punctuation in that. There's a dash between life and in jeopardy, and then there's like ellipses, like a yeah. dot 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 at the it's end. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> here's the blurb. When Elizabeth Wakefield learns that Regina Morrow has returned unexpectedly to Sweet Valley from Switzerland, she drops by to visit. A strange woman answers the door and says Regina cannot have visitors. With the help of Jessica, her twin, like who doesn't know that? How do we not know at this stage? stage. (laughs) And Bruce Patman, Regina's Regina's boyfriend, Elizabeth discovers that Regina and her parents are being held hostage. Oh no! If Elizabeth calls the police, the Morrows may be killed. So she, Bruce, Jessica and Regina's brother Nicholas vow to rescue the Morrows on their own before the kidnappers take desperate action. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, that was me <laughs> slamming the book down dramatically. So Karen can describe the cover. Oh, I, I can try. <laughs> you can't um, try. Weirdly, it's like, it's a great cover. It is. But it's one of those great covers where it's like, this scene doesn't actually happen. No, because we, it, I mean, describe it first, I suppose. Yeah, okay, so we've, we we've, got, we've got Regina looking over her shoulder in horror. Uh, and there's like a, a a man behind her holding... What I assume is like a chloroform soaked yes. rag. Yeah. <laughs> but like you don't see his face or anything and it's all very sinister looking but none of that happens. No, and actually <laughs> it is more like what happened to Elizabeth when she was kidnapped by Carl the Orderly which had a cover that did not show that. Yeah, that's true. So Elizabeth was like sitting down with the chloroform rag was in a car was yeah. was put over her face. Yeah, yeah. And the cover showed her being sort of walking along and someone it's grabbing like her. hand on her <laughs> arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, were they getting mixed up with the kidnapping yeah, plots? I don't know. I mean, they've had two and 20 books. I so. wonder was James just given like a title and it's like, here's the yeah. title, hostage. It doesn't matter <laughs> Go to how, town on it. how the hostage <laughs> yeah. is taken. Um, yeah, so Regina is wearing a very questionable uh, yellow sweater oh, vest. Uh, yeah, sort of a tank top. Yeah. Uh, what we call tank tops. Like what a, Americans a call sweater vests. knitted kind of... 
situation. Sort of baggy. <laughs> yeah, over She's, a white shirt. Like a white sort of school shirt. Uh, yeah. That's the sort of shirt that you've had in your school uniform. Mm, it's not a great look. <laughs> no. Her hair, however, wow. is lustrous. That's got some volume. <laughs> oh, it certainly does. Like a lion's majestic oh, mane. Wow. It's <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> yeah, and her eyebrows are pretty good. Yeah, those are good eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's looking pretty... Uh, her makeup, as ever, is on point. She looks quite different to the other pictures of her. She's always slightly different and all. You know, the yeah. way, like, some figures, like, you know, the twins, obviously, and Bruce, yeah. are consistent in their portraiture. Yes. I don't think she is. Have you ever seen um, the model that they used for the twins? What? She's a real person. What? I know. It's amazing. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I thought it was like a stock photo. No, so, okay, right. So, there was, yeah, I found this blog post years ago when I used to write the blog post yeah. about Sweet Valley High. Um, and it was like, this girl was like, I found her, I have found the Wakefield twins. And I was like, <gasps> what? And she had a, a link to this like YouTube clip from some old soap opera. Uh, I can't remember what it was like called. Like in the 80s. Yeah, but the, lip, the link was broken on YouTube. So I was like, fuck, okay. So I went looking up this yeah, Wakefield mad twin soap opera. <laughs> Felt like her character was called Summer, very appropriately. Um, looked up the, the girl, like, um, what's her name? Jonna, it's like Jonna Lee Stack, <gasps> something like that. Can you take your phone off airplane mode I and find her? I am going to do that right now I, and show you her face. I cannot believe I did not um, know this. Yeah, God, I was so sure you knew this. This is almost, <laughs> almost unsettled by this revelation that thought there's a real life Wakefield twin walking around. Okay, okay, hang on now. Because the, you know, no shade of the... the the Daniels twins who played um, oh like they did a great the job. TV but they did not you know they obviously who can I mean, look like the original <gasps> <laughs> like it's her it's her face that is the twins oh my god uh, yeah I know <laughs> oh my god we're go- like we will tweet this yeah it'll, this I'll put this up on the Twitter feed because I'm actually stunned. I know. She's actually got more sort of 80s sort of moose curls yes, than the twins. she does. Like there's kind not, of few headshots. no barrettes. Yeah. Well, like these are just like actress yeah. headshots. Where is she now? But like, I, and that's the thing because there's been a few interviews with her and it's never confirmed by her. But like, oh, it clearly her. is. Like that is her face that yeah. is on all these books. It's, oh, it's her. It's clearly her. It's very distinctive. Um, yeah. <gasps> it's hold, amazing. Up, hold her up next to that book. Or this one. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God. <laughs> it's the chin it's yeah. the jawline yeah. it's exactly it's the uncanny same. and if actually yeah then I found that clip that wasn't working and when you saw her like talking and oh, moving around oh. she was like oh my god it's like seeing like the Mona Lisa wandering around and having a chat and it was just like this is really weird <laughs> oh as soon as I get home I'm looking that up uh, oh. look this is her in like Jessica mode <gasps> with like a oh, denim jacket on and she's a got a sort headband of head whoosh to the side <laughs> oh my god that looks like the cover of Double Love that yeah. Jessica's wearing the denim and again this is just like an actress headshot it's it's like it's not like it's a Sweet Valley picture yes but it's her face oh my lord <laughs> I'm actually I think alright this podcast is over I'm going yeah, home it's done <laughs> can't shut it down I'm too stunned yeah. oh my goodness it's ridiculous like uh, I want to hear you, oh my I, lord <laughs> Sorry, I just keep showing Anna more oh, pictures. She's freaking me out. Oh my god, look at that top left one. There's yeah. one. We're going to that's your Jessica. All like, of these. Yeah. <gasps> but yeah, Summer Blake. It says there Santa Barbara. That was the name. Of the oh, I think they used to show Santa Barbara here on like Sky in the afternoons in the mid eighties. Yeah. Good but, uh, lord. Yeah. Okay, well, it's ridiculous. I might need some time to recover. Yeah, <laughs> sorry we... for springing that on you. Well, <laughs> I know. No I, I feel I'm blindsided by that. <laughs> I don't know how to even go from that to, to, to now I just have the mental image of an actual human being. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
<laughs> so, um, yeah. hostage begins. So yeah, back to that. Yes. <laughs> now Karen's like shaking my belief in reality. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, the twins are enjoying what we are told is a quote a rare hour of total relaxation. Oh, please. But- <laughs> Shit. All they do is sun themselves. Exactly. <laughs> what is this retconning? So Liz is a bit worried about the Regina stuff, yes. as uh, discussed in the last episode, where she found out from the mysterious uh, Eddie, Strong, Eddie Strong, supposedly her friend Even from the Oracle. He? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he. I think we could safely say he never turns up again. Yeah, I'm pretty... Uh, okay, apart from in this book. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah but in the <laughs> sequence. Yeah. But yeah, like I... Who is that guy? Well, he's a he's a useful plot device. So he <laughs> was delivering groceries up to the, the Morrow's house and mm-hmm. he saw Regina there and obviously she's meant to be in Switzerland. So Elizabeth is worried. And uh, Jess is all like, well, maybe she's back. She just, just doesn't want to see Bruce, which is quite funny. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> Jessica is very funny in this, actually. She is in fairness Genuinely yeah. funny. Yeah. So oh, also the twins are sounding themselves and uh, putting on baby oil. Oh my god! So they're still doing that. Yep. Well, they're <laughs> those. I hope Summer Blake. Uh, well, maybe that's the reason we haven't heard from her recently. <laughs> oh no! <Jesus. laughs> yeah. Those oh, sexy idiots. so <laughs> so dangerous. So bad. Um. So uh, yeah, there's a general description of the gorgeousness, not yeah. just of the twins, but of Regina too. And Ooh. there is a line of gobsmacking offensiveness <laughs> when it's talking about how beautiful she is. She's done this, this, and that. But most important, you couldn't tell that Regina had a major handicap. Wow. Like heaven for fucking fan. Wow. That's the most important thing. Fucking you can't hell. tell she's deaf. Yeah. God almighty. Jesus, lads. Can you imagine if you were a deaf kid reading this? God. Oh, man. Yeah. Like if they go, oh, there's some Downer. there's a deaf girl in this book. Oh, but yeah. they're banging on about it. But she's not perfect. Oh, God. Because she's deaf. Yeah. She has to be cured. It's a huge tragedy. Like, yes. Oh, she's not sake. normal. Yeah. Um, so Liz confides in Jess about all the worries about Regina and Jess kind of brilliantly accuses her of having a Nancy Drew complex. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, all Jess cares about is, quote, keeping her tan up. Mm, yeah, apparently it's faded, which seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah. Not with all that fucking baby oil going on. Um, so uh, Liz, for the first time since the incredibly traumatic event of being kidnapped, mm. thinks of Carl and her own kidnapping and is somehow worried that the same thing has happened to Regina. And Jess, I don't know if this is meant to be twin intuition, oh, guesses yeah. that this is what Liz is worried about. Yeah, Jessica seemed to be reading her mind. Mm. <laughs> Very unlikely. And uh, she comforts her. She's like, you're thinking about Carl, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, and then says, maybe Bruce is losing his hearing. And... <laughs> oh, God. Um, and I don't know, didn't... Uh, I can't remember the con- what's the context of that. Is it that Bruce thought that was maybe Bruce was told she was coming home? Oh, is yeah. She- or, th- or that maybe she didn't say aunt at all. Or maybe she's a cousin and called herself an aunt. Oh, or- yeah. Yeah, Jessica's kind of just not getting in on this conspiracy theory at all. And, yes. And it's just like, it's probably all fine. And there's actually quite a good moment where Liz points out, is like, hang on, you're being the rational one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're all surprised. What is this? this? <laughs> Um, so it turns out that uh, Bruce's parents are in Boston so um, Jessica thinks like maybe he's going basically stir crazy home alone now here is one thing so mm. Bruce is home alone yes while his parents are in Boston where is Roger oh oh my god where is Roger yeah he lives with them yes oh shit <laughs> where is he <laughs> didn't even occur to me they don't even mention him they don't oh, you're out right. of sight out of mind poor oh, old Roger, Roger. you just didn't even think of him locked up in the attic somewhere <laughs> <laughs> sorry Roger <laughs> <laughs> like they could have even said he's off 
the running team. Just a throwaway. Yeah. yeah. There's literally no mention of him. I know. Wow, that's pretty bad. It is bad. Poor for, Roger. He's only good for his own little subplot books. Aww. Um, oh God. so Liz rings Bruce who is on a centennial meeting because oh, that's this come back thing is still going so, on so yeah God and it won't go away until no. the next book as well <laughs> so she tells Bruce um, that he, she's going to the Morrows to investigate and Bruce can't come because of his meeting but he says he'll talk to her later yeah so the gates are open at the Morrows estate mm-hmm. so um, Liz drives in and we're reminded yet again that this mansion is homey yeah <laughs> There was something welcoming, almost homey about the place. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking mansion. It is Come a giant on. mansion on a hill. Who are you trying to get here? But now Liz is sort of filled with foreboding. Ooh, suddenly it's all spooky. Yeah. And a scary woman opens the door. <gasps> She's stern-faced. Yeah. There's no stern-faced people allowed in Sweet Valley. No. Who Why is, is she? <laughs> well. This interloper. <laughs> we know she's a baddie. And she is. Um, so she says, Regina isn't here right now. Yeah. But then Liz sees Regina. Yeah. Regina's like behind her in the lobby and looks really frightened. Or the foyer or whatever the fuck is in this giant house. Yeah. <laughs> the billiards room. Giant I don't know. Giant entrance hall. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, those mysterious woman barks at Regina to go upstairs. Yeah. And Regina's like, oh, okay. She looks really frightened and just mm. kind of, yeah. And the woman is like, Regina isn't well. And slams the door. So mm. understandably, Liz is freaked. Very suspicious. And I was like, well, we do find out. But I was like, where are the other mowers? Why doesn't she even wonder that? Oh, like, where's yeah. Nicholas? He's oh, always... She, oh, she does... Oh, yeah, she does actually... Every question she could think of just led to a dozen more. Where were the Morrows, yeah. for example? And Nicholas. Yeah. Well, you mm. usually can't get rid of him. Yeah. God, yeah. that fucking guy hangs on like a bad smell. Yeah. Jesus. So, this is, this is very illogical um, argument. She doesn't want to worry Ned and Alice by telling them. Yeah. Like, don't tell the adults about your worries. But she does want to call the cops. <laughs> well, I think... We know that they won't be much use from their previous form. Uh, yeah. And that is completely justified. Uh-huh. Because they're terrible. So uh, the the Wakefield the Wakefield's banter uh, so she does ring the cops and then later the Wakefields are bantering away Ooh. at the kitchen table <laughs> when Sergeant O'Brien Oh Sergeant O'Brien Oh yes Just He's the Irish cop so he is Well no Wakefields So So Sergeant O'Brien has he rings for Liz and it turns out he's checked the house. Yeah. And the woman is supposedly Claire Davis, Sky's, Sky Borrow's stepsister. Mm. Um, Regina was upstairs. And of course these fools don't like ask to speak to her. They're all this random, weird, rude woman is like, she's asleep. Yeah. And they're just like, the okay. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Everything's in order here. We've been told <laughs> that there's a strange woman who yeah. won't let Regina speak to anybody. They turn up, there's a strange woman who won't let Regina <laughs> speak to anybody. They're just like, fine. <laughs> that's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like, don't call the cops next time your pal doesn't want to see you. By the way, it doesn't, actually, it doesn't actually say he has an Irish accent. A stage just, Irish accent. He's just, you know, he's Sergeant O'Brien, so we've decided. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's how he talks. He talks yeah. like, an, like an Irish cop in an American TV program. Yeah. There's a unique He's like um, Panto Commissioner Ar- Gordon in... Um, in original in Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what he sounds yeah. like. So... Um, uh, there's actually is a, uh, you know it is quite funny that he sh- that he implies that uh, a Wakefield would be so horrified that there somebody didn't want to see them that they call the police. <laughs> she didn't want to see me. Something's clearly terribly wrong. Uh, you should telephone the police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, 
Um, Jess has a scheme, uh, which is actually quite good. It it is. And there's a, there's a genuinely great bit where she says that her lying at, reading loads of Agatha Christie's while Liz was reading big boring novels is paid off. And I kind of love the idea of Jess reading a bunch of Agatha Christie's. Me too. But I also feel like, have we ever seen Jess reading a book that wasn't like for school? No. Yeah. Like her being a little bookworm. Mm, really in character. Even while <laughs> Liz is reading Moby Dick or something. Yeah. 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 So her scheme involves getting... You know, Eddie Strong, the mysterious Eddie Strong. He's becoming so useful now. So they decide that Bruce will pretend to be Eddie and deliver groceries and send a message to Regina mm-hmm. in the groceries. Um, and uh, they check with Bruce about this, who reveals Sky doesn't have a stepsister. <gasps> so oh we know that it's a lie. Yeah. So uh, and meanwhile, Jess is ringing Eddie at the same time on the new line our parents Ooh. just had installed why do they have two separate, have phone, two separate lines? phone lines they have two separate phone numbers then do they yeah they must have it's two separate lines that is excessive it is and also neither of them work from home so why yeah the fuck there do is they no need? need for that mm. uh, very unconvincing <laughs> um, so uh, yeah Bruce agrees to the scheme but he's stressed because now this what the hell <laughs> what the hell kind of school is this what kind of show are they running over there? Oh my god, all? I'm genuinely shocked by this. So, well, shocked. I mean, how shocked yeah, well. would I ever be by this nonsense anymore? But, um, yeah, Bruce uh, had to go to a meeting today mm-hmm. with Coach Schultz yeah. and Mr. Collins. Uh-huh. And Ken Matthews. Oh, poor Ken. Oh, poor Ken. But it's about Ken's grades. Yeah, Ken is failing English and for some reason they decided to bring his classmate in on this meeting and it's like, this because, isn't at all inappropriate, lads. Yeah, because the, the sort of, the crux of the matter is that it's obviously the centennial celebrations Yeah, and there's going to be a big match with Palisades Yeah, and Ken, well, if Ken can't keep his grades up, he will not be able to play. Yeah, he'll be off the team because yeah. they have a whole rule in the school about how you have to keep what, like a good Your average grades grade up, yeah. before you could do any Which extra Which is fair enough. Stuff. Uh, but uh, then, like, because Bruce is the head of the student <laughs> centennial committee, he should be there at a confidential meeting about Ken's <gasps> oh, studies. So wrong. Because the match is part of their... Yeah. No, like he has no business being there. Oh, <laughs> it all. is insane. None of this centennial stuff makes any sense. Oh my god, yeah. Bruce is all stressed about it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be there, so I'm not surprised you're stressed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, he's 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 he agrees despite all his stress about being called in to, to like talk about Ken's he English marks. Meeting, yeah. Um. He agrees to take part in the scheme, and he goes about OTG. I think. Ooh. Because Liz asks, like, "Are you so? Are you ready?" He goes, "Ready." Liz Wakefield, you got yourself a date. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, they write a note. Yeah, and it is quite a good plan. In fairness, that yeah, it is a genuinely of, good plan. Yeah, it is. Like, so Bruce is going to pose as a delivery boy, and there's like a standing order that the Morrows have with this supermarket or whatever yeah. for their groceries and stuff. So they're going to throw in a copy of Ingenue. Yeah, that'll be like a clue for Regina. Yeah. It's like, ooh, Ingenue. And, and, and she'll read it. Yeah. And they also know that Claire Davis... <laughs> she won't be interested in fashion or beauty. <laughs> She's an ugly old hag. <laughs> <laughs> she might even be 43. Oh no! <gasps> oh, by the time this episode goes out, I will be 43 because it is my birthday in the middle of September. So. Oh, happy uh, birthday! Thank you very much. <laughs> Will there be an episode at my birthday week? No. Oh. But uh, before and after. Okay, so then before and after, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I will, there, uh, my middle-aged voice will be... 
Your so, voice is just going to dramatically change. <laughs> I've got a week left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah they're going to leave the, the note in the copy of Ingenue yes and they know that oh yeah there's a great bit where um, they realise they have to hide the car um, because no delivery boy would <laughs> ride in one verse one oh no you can't be driving a Porsche no way doing groceries it's ridiculous so yeah they head over and the twins the plan is that the twins will wait in with the car yes and if there's trouble Bruce will whistle twice and they'll head over to his house yeah and if he doesn't show up in half an hour they call the cops yeah uh, but he does return quickly he does but he, he comes fucking legging it down the driveway yeah. and they're all like oh shit what happened and yeah. he's like oh no nothing I just really wanted to get away from there <laughs> oh yeah you might look suspicious like, at all Bruce be like, cool Bruce yeah. Jesus and he's just turning and run like after she takes yeah. the box off and we know he'd be fast because he was in the track team well, for a look, while he's got that speed yeah <laughs> Maybe he's not wearing his tiny shorts. Oh, if only. His delivery garb. Oh, so they agree uh, to meet that night. Um, to, you know, see if... Oh, yeah, because their their plan for Regina was that she would drop, if she got the message, she should drop a reply out her bedroom window. Yes, and they'll come and find it that evening. Yes. So we cut to Regina. <gasps> and we learn about the kidnapping plot or the kidnapping itself I suppose so we learned that she got a letter from her parents saying that they were going to Switzerland on business yes and very implausibly (laughs) they were like well we'll meet you at the airport like in this gate like not we'll meet you at the airport in a taxi you know that it just seems like why would you get your 16 year old to come to an airport when you're going out from the airport again like meet her somewhere central don't make her trek all the way out there that's yeah that did seem unlikely um, but anyway, that was the plan. And when Regina turned up at the airport, this Claire Davis woman appeared with a gun and kidnapped oh no. her. And does she actually have a gun? Because like, how would you get a gun through airport security even in the eighties? Like, good point. You know? Yeah. Maybe she was just saying she had a gun because she just kind of says she has it in her bag. But you don't actually. It doesn't actually say mm, she pulled out a gun. Though I suppose she's just. I mean, do they have metal detectors at the entrance? She's just yeah. in the end arrivals. Like, hmm. so maybe maybe you're like. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not going to test this theory anyway, ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just think of that scene in like A Fish Called Wanda when Kevin Klein like throws do you yeah. know that bit when he's yes. like running through the metal detector and he throws the gun on one I side and catches it it's so cool <laughs> oh there is an episode in the second series of Atlanta and I won't spoil it but it does oh. involve somebody have you seen it yes I have so you know what I'm talking yes. about yeah 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 so apparently you can get a gun quite far that's true actually yeah uh, surprisingly far worryingly far frankly <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah maybe she did have a gun maybe she did um and it turns out that the Morrow Senior are being held hostage somewhere and if Regina does anything to annoy Claire, <gasps> then the Senior Morrows will be dead. Oh no! And Nicholas is in San Francisco. Yes. And it's like, he could come back at any second. Like, he's only down the road. Yeah. This seems a, very risky. Not a very solid plan. But yeah, the whole thing of it, it's all this like vague corporate intrigue where it's like, this guy, what is it? The man wanted the prototype? He's got a, he wants a microchip. A yeah. prototype of a microchip. Regina's dad has developed, sorry, mm. uh, has developed some manner of super microchip because yeah. he's in the computer business. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is like a disgruntled former employee who wants to steal it and sell it to somebody. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And they're going, the plan is, it's so fucking complicated. Like, yeah. why didn't they just do this white with the Morrows? I don't know. Maybe I suppose they had to have Regina held hostage to make Mr. Morrow do anything. Yeah. So they, their plan is to make Mr. Morrow call his plant in Sweet Valley and say he's been detained in Europe but they should give the prototype to Regina hang on it's just dawned on me right they get Regina at the airport and then they basically like force her at gunpoint to go like through security and yeah. get in the plane yeah. that's very difficult it's weird isn't it 
That's why I think she just said she had a gun in her bag and maybe didn't yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, where did the gun go? Yeah. And also, um, you know, why uh, doesn't... I suppose the Regina, Regina's par- knows her parents might be killed, so she can't really call for help yeah. or do anything. So yeah. I suppose that's not too implausible. Um, but anyway, while Regina is pondering this little backstory, uh, Claire appears and throws in the magazine. Yeah, she just thinks it was thrown in by mistake. So she just kind of tosses it over to Regina. She's actually quite generous, though. She, you know. yeah, she didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Yeah, same. <laughs> so Regina gets the note and uh, she's delighted, of course. Mm. And she throws a reply at the window, wrap, uh, t- sort of wrapped around her silver compact Ooh, to wave down. Fancy. Oh, well, she is. She's fancy. Very, yeah. She is very fancy. <laughs> they live in a mansion, don't you know? They do. A cosy mansion. Oh, with a games room. Remember? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the house from Cluedo, but cosy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the trends of Bruce sneak into the estate. It is very easy to sneak into yeah, this. They just like, climb over the fence and it's like, okay. There's no security <laughs> here. So as my notes say, this really is when it all starts going mental. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> so they get the note in Regina's compact and they run back to the car. And Jess is all, we need to go to the cops. Yeah. But Bruce is all, no way. So... um the note and they, they reveal the contents of this note in a really weird way yeah, sort of like, like bit by bit bit by bit kind of flashback conversation and people are kind of reading it out and then it's like this is what she says here's <laughs> another bit that we didn't mention earlier yeah and usually they just give you the whole note in like a yeah. formatted like here's the note yeah I kept thinking did I miss when they read this earlier yeah because I was scanning through looking for it and I was like no it's all tangled up with this whole paragraph <laughs> yeah it's very weird yeah. so uh, Bruce has clearly read the note first and it said that when the cops called when Sergeant O'Brien <laughs> called Aunt Claire why is she calling her Aunt Claire? Oh, yeah. Like I she's like pretending yeah, to be an aunt. Like that you, woman Claire. Yeah, why are you going along with it Regina? Anyway Aunt Claire said that if, if anything like this happened again they'd tie Regina up so at least she's just sort of wandering around mm. the place as it is. And uh, Regina also says if they try to rescue her like if Bruce and the twins try and rescue Regina then the baddies will kill her parents oh no and they don't know where the parents are so it's like shoot so yeah she tells them just contact yeah. Nicholas yeah she tells somehow... Nicholas is in San Francisco this is where he's staying uh, promise me you'll all be careful yeah so. and somehow Nicholas will help um, <laughs> the kidnap plan as I'm to say has a serious fatal flaw re Nicholas because he could have come home in any second um, and he does just come yeah. yeah and he does come home like they ring him and he comes home. Yeah. Straight away. So <laughs> next day, there's an amazing bit. Oh yeah, sorry. There's uh, Jessica reads the letter again. This is why it's so confusing. She'll, Jessica suddenly starts referring to something that's in the note. Yeah. But we don't, we haven't seen it before. So it's a bit, I was a bit, why, how are they telling the story in this way? Yeah. She's like, Regina heard Claire say something like, money is heaven. Is it a code about the hangover? Oh. Uh, it is. But yes, that was one of those bits where I think they were trying to be sort of clever with the narration and yeah. feeding us out information. But it did just make me think, hang on, when? When did this, this turn up? <laughs> yeah. bit like money is heaven come from? Because it's actually quoted. They quote the letter itself later yeah. on. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. we just have Jess going, Regina heard Claire say something about money is heaven. By the way, none of them seem to notice that Regina heard something, which means her treatment has been working. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, next day, Nicholas is at Bruce's house and he's he's not happy. Yeah, he's he's immediately, he drove overnight to get there. Uh, 
and time. He's, and he's, and he's furious. Yeah, there's an amazing bit where he says, what kind of jerk would do something like this? It makes me so angry. <laughs> my dad's like, yeah, no shit, your entire family's been kidnapped. <laughs> what jerk would do such a thing? What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is like, I wanted to go home and just punch this Claire in the face and I would have too if Bruce hadn't held me down. <laughs> <laughs> put him up, put him up. <laughs> And they're like, does Kurt have any enemies? Oh my god, oh my god this just gets funnier and funnier. Um, so they said to Kurt, Kurt have any enemies? Kurt Morrow, of Kurt, course. Yes. Father of Regina. And he says, no, he doesn't. Everyone um, loves my father. Who doesn't love a capitalist? I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> no one could possibly have anything against him. So he's like, I'm heading over now uh, to the house. And Jess or Liz goes with him and they park at the gates when a car comes out and Nicholas is like, I'm going to kiss you. This motherfucker. Oh, just he is <laughs> gross. Never like, oh, to I, miss an opportunity. I have to hide my face. <laughs> we better start kissing right now. In there with the tongue. You know it. Oh, fuck's sake. So uh, he manages to get his tongue out of her mouth long enough to notice the number plate. And he yeah. says the driver looks vaguely familiar. And then they're all... <laughs> comparing notes and Nicholas just keeps remembering things and it's so funny so I'm like wait a minute he, he did have an enemy at all it was an old employee who stole something for him but it was a <laughs> his entire backstory <laughs> <laughs> he was dead and then every few minutes he'll remember something else it's all like wait a minute yes he was convicted he got out last year he moved to golf <laughs> here's where he lives <laughs> like come on Nicholas he literally does know where he lives <laughs> So he goes home. He has no enemies at all to remember uh, this incredibly elaborate backstory, yeah. including like conviction dates and sentencing. Jesus, yeah. When he got out of prison, that he moved back to California. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, none of this we could have thought of earlier. No, okay. <laughs> no, nobody does anything against Kurt. Oh, um, so they hunt him down to a place called Fort Carroll, mm. which is in California. Um, and they're cutting school to do it, so oh you know it is serious. Elizabeth is cutting school. Oh, no. <gasps> So this is kind of an... It's an amazing scene on many levels, actually. So there's this hot young guy outside the house and Bruce is all like, oh, send Jess in. She'll get him to do anything she wants. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, yeah, that Yeah, that actually will work. (laughs) She's their secret sex weapon. Yeah, and it does work. It does. (laughs) So she gives it a try. She goes off and she tells this guy, whose name is Mitch, Mitch Denson, that she's doing a school paper sort of... It's actually quite... Clever. It's, it's a good yeah. She's got, yeah, and she's kind of thinking it all up on the fly, mm. kind of making it up as she goes along. And she's like, "Yeah, we're taking a census for the project for About, the school newspaper." Yeah, what sort of people live in different areas? Yeah. So she's asking all these questions, like, "Who's your dad?" Blah blah. blah. And uh, they, there's a bit of flirtation going on. He answers yeah. a lot of her questions, and then she asks if she can have a glass of water, and he's like, "Oh, well, no, I can't let you in." And then. <laughs> He goes in to get her a glass of water and she looks in the window and the morrows are just sitting, just sitting there. there. In the sitting room. <laughs> there is no security in this None. kidnapping. They are literally just walking around this suburban could, house that just, isn't locked. They could just get up and walk out the door. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're being guarded by a teenager who yeah. isn't, who is not violent or dangerous no. in any way. It's quite nice as it turns out. Um, he's just let them wander around this like ordinary suburban house. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, the Wakefield, oh, the morrows see uh, a twin yes. outside and is worried that the Wakefield snooping around will lead Denson to like go oh fuck this and kill all the Mars yeah 
Yeah, they're first. worried they're just going to make things worse, which is funny well, because usually everyone's like, the Wakefields are here, amazing. That is actually a very good point. Mr. Yeah. Mara's like, I hope they aren't involved or that if they are, they make damn sure they know what they're doing. Yeah, well, <laughs> voice of reason to get deed. Yeah, it's fair. So uh, Jess comes back to the house and tells, or sorry, back to the car yeah. and tells uh, Nicholas and Bruce and the twins um, about what he saw. And <laughs> this is my favourite. <laughs> Nicholas is really upset about his parents being trapped in there with that maniac. <laughs> and Jess goes, Mitch isn't a maniac. In fact, I think he's kind of sweet. He's got really nice shoulders. <laughs> And Bruce is like, who cares about his shoulders? Do you find anything useful? Oh, way to focus, Jessica. I know. Oh, she is on top form in this book, actually. She's got yeah. Uh, and she's very much in character, which she was not in the she last one. She was just trailing, yeah, yeah. trailing after grandparents. Yeah. And then Phil Denson, where it is he, arrives. Um, he drives up to the house and Jess is all sad that it's like his hot son is mixed up in this crime. Oh no. <laughs> and Liz has a voice of reason that is like, fuck, we should have called the police. Yeah. Um, by the way, okay, so we've got this thing where if they try and rescue Jess or try and rescue Regina, mm-hmm. then they'll kill the Morrows, try and rescue the Morrows, they'll kill Regina. The cops could coordinate yeah. a simultaneous... Yeah. <laughs> Rescue. Just like, do it at the same yeah. fucking time. At this they point, just... when they know where the Morrows are, they know where Regina is. Yeah. Send cops to both locations. At the same time. So <laughs> one of them, you know, Philip Jensen yeah. can't ring the Morrow house yeah. and say, kill Regina. Yeah. Like, this could be so easily taken care of. So easily taken care of. I mean, we do know that the Sweet Valley p- Police are the, They are useless. Maybe they could get the Fort Carroll cops on it, though. Oh. See, that's what they should have done. Yes. Yeah. They couldn't be any worse. I mean, surely. <laughs> <Don't think it's laughs> you possible. would hope. Yeah, God, well, who knows? Oh, and then we get an in- the introduction to another character who's going to play a big role in the next book, Suzanne Hanlon. Ooh. And uh, I think it is interesting that the two... So the snobby bitches uh-huh. are from Lila in this uber wasp town. So yeah. we've had Susie Devlin, both the same first name. Yeah. And Suzanne Hanlon, oh. both Irish names. That's true. I find it very unconvincing. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's all fancy. But, uh, and we here she's a bit snooty, but we're, Elizabeth didn't want to judge her. Oh. Yeah, right. Uh, like, it's literally a whole sentence about Elizabeth judging her. It's like, privately, Elizabeth thought Suzanne was a little bit affected. She seemed to like giving everyone at school the impression that she was sophisticated and very cultured. But Elizabeth didn't want to judge her. Oh, she said judging her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's what? She's always doing about? this. She's always thinking horrible things about people and then being like, but I don't want to judge oh, but you. But I'm not being judgy. Just it's own like, it, Liz. Oh, We're all judgy sometimes. So judgy. Ugh. But yeah, she's missed a call from Suzanne, basically, um, at home or something, mm. isn't it? That she's left a message to call her back. And Liz is at first like, oh shit, is this about me skipping school? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. Consequences. <laughs> but, but no, of course not. Um, yeah, it turns out that she wants, uh, Suzanne wants Liz and the Oracle crew to help with the Honor Society's literary evening. And and Liz is all like, oh, I don't know, this sounds too snooty for me. It's like, you would be all over this shit, Liz. This is exactly the type of bullshit that she loves. Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course, she, you know, she does agree to read her own terrible works. <laughs> Yeah. And she tells Jessica about it and Jessica calls and said, Oh, old hands off, Hamlet! It's so great. Mr. Johnson. Oh, like God. it's what is happening? Hands off Hamlin. But yeah. apparently they call her that because she tries to run everything at the sorority. Oh uh, yeah. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz is suddenly curious about her. Yeah. Um 
So uh, Regina back in the mansion is worried because it turns out this is another bizarre storytelling. Um, it says Phil, Phil turns up or he has turned up and he's like, we want to make sure you know exactly what you have to do. But then he doesn't really tell her because she still doesn't know when they want her to do something, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah, they're very vague with the details. So he comes in as like, I want you to know everything exactly, but then doesn't tell her. So well, she's still like, when is anything going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. Uh, so we get a little flashback to all the bollocks about Sky and her psychosomatic headaches yeah. and all that. Sky blaming nonsense. herself for Regina being deaf, all that stuff. Yes. Um, which was also very inconsistent, mm-hmm. you might recall. Um, <laughs> and we learned that Regina can now hear quite well. And she dreams of hearing Bruce say, I love you. Oh, the magical words. Oh, for the magical Bruce. <laughs> but she's miserable now. Aww. So, understandably, I suppose. Well, I would be too. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's another amazing scene uh, where the gang, uh, as I suppose we, you know, rather than having to say Bruce, Nicholas and the twins. Yeah, yeah. They're like a little Scooby gang kind yes, of thing. Yes, they are. Yeah. So they're in Bruce's house and he comes out with like a platter of sandwiches and Jess... <laughs> And a pitcher of juice. Yeah. <laughs> Just really pressed and says, Bruce, you're turning into an independent bachelor right before our eyes. <laughs> and my notes just say, where is Roger? Where? Jesus, where is he? Because <laughs> the cook's there. It turns out she made the sandwiches. Yeah, Maria, who's their cook. Um, yeah, where is your cousin? <laughs> oh my God, it's so weird. So they discuss the bit of Regina's note. Um... Which, yeah, about this money is heaven bit, which they should have, they quote it, but they should have quoted it earlier. Yeah, it's weird. But it's like they know, they know what the plan is, but they don't know when it's happening. Yes. And possibly if you are somebody who's been reading this, you might think, what could money is heaven sound like if it was somebody (laughs) who was hard of hearing? Could it, and they're like, when could this standover possibly take place? Could it be Monday at seven? <laughs> Surely not. Like as soon as you read that out, it's like, oh, they've been Monday, Monday at seven. seven. That's what yeah. this is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it takes them ages to figure it out. Genius Jess. In fairness, Jessica's the one who cracks it. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. fucks to Jess. She is, she's pretty good she's, in this episode. And then Liz is like, I think I have a plan. She's like, oh, I don't know if it's any good. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is no time for your coy nonsense, Liz. Yeah. So, and it's, Oh my god, it's so stupid. It's this so time. convoluted. It's so, so unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah. It's just. Plan should be call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them to go to yeah. both places. Oh Arrest them all. Job done. But no. No. <laughs> so, her plan is that they split up and some of them go and rescue the Morrows. Yeah. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, while Claire is in the plant with Regina. And yeah, Bruce and Jess will rescue the Morrows somehow, uh, despite the fact that these people are all probably armed who yeah. are keeping them, but they will somehow just go in. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas and Liz will go to the plant um, and because Nicholas's Jeep... <gasps> oh my God. What? You know, we've said before that Nicholas is... Dennis Reynolds. Yes. Who drives around in a Jeep. Yes. A Range Rover that gets more and more battered as the seasons go by. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the Dennis system. <laughs> Driving a Jeep. Manipulating girls. <laughs> taking them out in yachts. Oh no. Oh good Lord. Oh. So yeah, there's a Jeep and uh, basically Jess and Bruce are going to go to the Morrows and then the... Or to, oh my God, yeah, they're it's going, so it's ridiculous! So ridiculous. Yeah, so they're going to take Nicholas's jeep 
because it has the car phone. Yes. They're going to go to Fort Carroll mm. to go to the house where the Morrows are being kept. And, and then Nicholas the, and Liz are going to go to the to the, the Morrow's plant while the handover is happening. Which apparently Gina will be safe then because there'll be like guards and security and stuff. Except if they won't be really. And yeah. also, yeah, they're going to like stall Regina and Claire and somehow get. Yeah. Regina away yeah because the guys so back in Fort Carroll are going to ring them at the payphone and say we've like, rescued them we've got the morrows it's grand so yeah. then they can call the cops to go to the plant to, oh Jesus like they could it. just get the cops to go to both places at the same time <sighs> yeah pretty much they could just get the cops to go to rescue the morrows you would why think. are they doing it themselves because Claire does not have a phone so she's just yeah. going to be standing there so just get the cops yeah rescue Regina that, why well, are the police not involved apart then, from the fact the police are terrible but then we wouldn't have a book to give out about this is true yeah <laughs> There would it would be if they acted logically it would be rolled up very yeah. quickly, um. So uh, yeah, that's the plan. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And they don't even know where Phil Denson will be. No. He could don't. be in either place. So Jess once more suggests calling the cops, and Bruce is like, "They might blow it." And as my notes say, "In fairness, they are terrible. They they really are." <laughs> Remember what they were like when Jess or when, uh, Jess was trying to, you know, go around. They let Jess go around to the kid in the car while they, like, rescued a kidnapping victim. Oh and stuff. God, yeah. Like they're really. Oh damn it, O'Brien. Uh, oh, he is terrible. <laughs> I mean, their whole behaviour has been very unprofessional. Mm. So he's like, maybe you should, Bruce's. Maybe you should suggest Mitch again. And uh, Jess is like, okay. And then they just all sort of frolic by the pool. Yeah. And go and to the beach. Jessica, it's like, well, we can't do anything now. There's a whole weird bit where Jessica then just tries to throw Bruce in the pool for no reason. And it's like, ah, oh, isn't this yeah. hilarious? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're all what so are weird. You at? <laughs> They're changing gears like it's very strange and they do go to the beach they do. and Nicholas falls asleep because he's so exhausted dealing with his entire family being kidnapped and <laughs> as you would be I mean that's fair yeah and then Bruce asks Jess to run the centennial picnic oh god and uh, she says yes yeah and then Jess reveals that Ken might get kicked off the team for flunking English yeah, which well, I think is... they all sort of knew the... beforehand because Bruce yeah. being called into that meeting. Oh yeah, that's true. But I think they're the only ones that know. But also, this is all like it's weirdly kind of crowbarred in, but it's all set up for the next book. Like, so yes, it makes a kind of sense. And as I now say, they're all amazed by how thick Ken is. Poor Ken. <laughs> like, there is literally a page, and it is pretty mean. They're all just like, Aww. "How the fuck is he failing yeah. English? Like, <laughs> yeah. who fails English? It's like people sometimes have." Reading difficulties, yeah. so no, I think the it's thing with Ken is he's just a bit lazy. Oh, yeah. But he's not good at writing short stories. But anyway, that's going to be part of the next yeah. the next book. Um. So, uh, yeah, they're just like they sneer at Ken for a while, rather cruelly, and then Liz suggests okay. that Ken, Liz, uh, sorry, Jess suggests that Liz help Ken. Yes. And uh, Liz thinks, yes, yes, I will, and she like she can't wait to get back to her normal. Interfering ways. <laughs> She's just looking forward to a time where she her doesn't have to worry about kidnappings. I could just worry about sticking her or in. Yeah, she can just start overhearing conversations by accident. <laughs> <laughs> you know, popping up. Yeah. Um. So it's Sunday. The Mars are just moping around. Their only guard is Mitch. Yeah, like it's a teenager who doesn't have a gun. So like, what are you doing? I know. <laughs> Just go to the phone because if anyone notices that, like, call the police. Oh, God. Uh, call the police. Tell them to go to the, your house. Where you are, yeah. Well, go, tell them to go to and, your daughter yeah. and then you just walk out the back door because he's not going to stop you. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, Kurt regrets ever making that 
damn computer chip. Yeah, he's blaming himself and feeling very guilty about the whole thing. Yeah. And there's a really funny bit where he's like, it's really weird dialogue because he's like, my business is very high profile. I get so much publicity. And it's so <laughs> weird and stilted. It Why are you saying like, that to your wife? Yeah, it's really odd. But it's, it's it reminded me of like a conversation in the room or something. It's like Tommy Wiseau <laughs> level dialogue. Where it's like, I get so much publicity. Anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? How is this a conversation with your wife? I know. <laughs> Oh, thanks for that information, Kurt. Um, So Phil turns up and tells Kurt that he has to ring the plant. Ooh, and he's got a toothpick dangling from his mouth. So you know he's bad news. He's OTG! (laughs) Except his dialogue is surprisingly un-OTG. I know, I really hoped it would be because I was like, toothpick, come on, let's do this thing. (laughs) I thought they'd be like, you better ring him now, see? (laughs) I went about here, right? But yeah, Um, nothing like that. And Sky realises... At that moment, what Kurt has realised already, that Philip Denson will probably kill them all, including Ooh. Regina, to cover his tracks. He's oh like, no, no one's getting out of this alive. No loose basically. ends. This yeah. is what's happening. So Jessica calls over to the to the uh, the Denson yes, house. Yes, back to Fort Carroll. Yes, kidnapping location. <laughs> and Mitch is wearing shorts and a cut-off tee. Like, like a belly like top. Like a belly top? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the sleeves? Oh, the sleeves would make more sense than going to a little crop top. But you know, that could work too. Is she was out? Why not? Whatever does it for you, Mitch. Yep. Go on with your bad stuff. Yeah. You're all right. Uh, so she asks if I do a beach party, which is uh, very persuasive. Yeah, this is all kind of her trying to figure out, or she's trying to find out where the dad will be. Yes. On Monday evening. Because this, the beach party is inexplicably on a Monday night. I know, yeah. Party <laughs> night, as we all know. But he can't because his dad will need him. And uh, she's like, well, maybe I can call over to you and help you. But she she makes no progress in finding out whether Philip will be there or not. Yeah, she doesn't get to figure that much out. But she kind of says, look, I'll just swing by on Monday evening. And if you're free, we can go. And if not, that's fine too. But like, it's just kind of trying to suss out where the fuck the dad will be, basically. Yeah, to no, no avail, really. Yeah. Uh, so it's Monday. Kurt wakes up to find Philip pointing a gun at his face. Was he just standing there watching him sleep? Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> oh. Well, he's a weird kidnapper. What are you doing, Philip? <laughs> he's just, just having them in his head. <laughs> yeah. Just doing on a toothpick, watching yeah. a guy sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in, I don't know. Are they in like the spare room or something? Like They're just like, they're walking around his house. Like, <laughs> like so they're strange. staying there yeah. as his guests. Uh, so they're... Uh, they're at gunpoint and Philip says that Kurt has to ring Walter Frank who is like the overseer with the plant or whatever yes. and says oh I've been delayed in Europe and please give this prototype chip to Regina who will yeah. call him and get it because she's the only courier I trust mm-hmm. it's all the family meanwhile the gang are making their plans so Jess and Ruth are going to take the jeep and Liz and Nick are taking the spider and Nicholas will call Bruce when he sees Regina enter the plant with Clara and then they'll somehow get the morrows. So complicated. Well, Liz will somehow stall Claire. And they actually say, like, what are you going to do, stall her? You're just going to fall like, in front of her? And she's like, well, maybe, maybe. Like, yeah, she, in fairness, she has a bit of time to come up with a reason to stall her. But, like, she just doesn't. No. She's can't just, be arsed. Yeah. Just like, eh, I'll just think of something. Eh, be fine. Okay, I guess that's fine. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, the Bruce and... Uh, Jess are waiting in the car and the call arrives and Bruce sneaks around the side of Denson's house while Jess flirts with Mitch. Yes. And then Philip turns up. 
Oh yeah, because they weren't banking on him kind of like turning up in the middle of why? all this. Why? That, why? was that not foreseen? Uh, he could. He could have been there. This, yeah, this was always going to happen. Like, oh, one way it's or another. So stupid. he was going to turn up somewhere. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, he Philip goes around the side of the house where Jessica has Bruce just seen Bruce in. go in. Yeah. yeah, and Mitch is all he has a gun and. Jessica yeah, tries to get she in. She runs into the house to try and warn Bruce that Philip is coming behind yeah. him. But meets Bruce and the Morrows getting away. Yeah. And uh, Phil has pointed his gun at them but then yeah. Mitch saves the day. He does. He just like lunges at his dad um, and kind of saves them all. Yeah, he knocks the gun so, out of his hand. Yeah, and they all just run away while he's like standing there crying like with yeah. his dad on the ground. I was like, fuck, poor Mitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mitch has not had a good upbringing. Where's no. Mitch's mother? Yeah, and it's also, yeah, because they say the mother left, but also that Philip Denson was in jail until last year. So, like, where was Mitchell that yeah, time? Yeah, he's actually like 17. Popping around on his own, like, in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. Well, poor oh. Mitch. Well, no, spoiler alert, he gets a happy ending. Yeah. Sort of. As much as you can be when your dad I mean, is a terrible yeah. criminal. Um, <laughs> Within reason. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Nick and Liz, oh, this is so insane. Yeah. I know, I feel like we're sort of talking in circles sometimes, but it's because this plot makes no sense. So, they yeah. witness yeah. one. I don't know if anyone listening to it is going to be like, wait, what is the plot? <laughs> yeah, because we are just as confused we're as you. Confused as so you. sorry if we have been confusing. If we're not being clear, it's not on purpose. <laughs> no, it's really, you, there's only so clear you can make this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Walter Frank is handing over the chip and they're like outside the plant. They're at like the front <laughs> door. So they all walked out together and he's like, here you go. <laughs> Thank you. Like he's like dropping off, you know. Oh, oh you strange. like you're going into your next door neighbour they've yeah. taken a parcel in for you or something. Yeah. Um, and only then... Do they ring the cops? So they're like, right, he's she's got the chip. Yeah, did they get the call? No, did they get a call from the other? Oh, I think they must have, there? yeah. Uh, so Liz goes in. Nicholas is on the phone to old Sergeant O'Brien while Liz goes in and pretends to be a reporter for the Sweet Valley News. Like, she's a child. Yeah. So I suppose she has written court reports. For well, them. look. Yeah. <laughs> in her tan suit like Murphy Brown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that did happen. That is true. <laughs> and unsurprisingly, Claire recognises her because she was literally knocking on the door like, like two, two days, days ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and genius Liz is like, oh, that was my twin sister, Jessica. So she keeps asking questions while Nick is on the phone to Sergeant O'Brien. And then midway through the conversation, Sergeant O'Brien is like, hang on, I've got a call from someone else. <laughs> yeah, because Sergeant O'Brien just thinks it's a prank call and he's just like, nope, this is all bullshit. And Nicholas is kind of arguing with him. Yeah. But then Sergeant O'Brien is like, I've got another call. <laughs> and yeah. disappears for a minute. And then he comes back and it's like, oh, that was your dad. Okay, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. Away. Oh, God. Oh, they're <laughs> such fucking idiots. So Nick, <laughs> Nicholas runs over to Regina and Claire. Uh, and Claire was all, I have a gun. Of course she does. Yeah. So then the Morrows and Bruce <laughs> arrive. Uh, Why are they there? When they could literally be used as hostages again I know and also I thought Fort Carroll was like a bit away from them but yeah, they, were there, they were like 10 5 minutes yeah. um, so Denson turns up with Mitch who he's been forcing to drive him around Jesus. now Mitch uh, or sorry Denson and Claire both have guns that's why yeah. I'm saying Jesus this man was stupid it's so bad so yeah everyone's there and like yeah Claire and Philip are pointing guns at everybody yeah so now everyone's out hostage. Well done. Yeah, pretty much. And Phil says that he wanted to make Kurt suffer like he did yeah. going to jail. And uh, then the sirens wail as Sergeant O'Brien belatedly sends the uh, squad cars. <laughs> um, and Phil is distracted by the sound of the sirens. And so Bruce and Nicholas jump him. 
Yes, they do. Yeah, and a shot goes off, but it like just misses Nicholas. Of course. And um, yeah, the cops turn up and, and it's all fine. And yeah, they arrest the bodies and Phil is like, I'm not sorry at all. I'd do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is pretty good. I like that commitment to his bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's villainous till the end. And... Uh, Jessica tells the cops that Mitch saved their lives. Yeah, that he wasn't really involved with this and he was, yeah, that he's a good guy. And, yeah, and the cop is all like, well, if he's innocent, he'll be grand. It's like, that is a lot of faith that in the American justice system. Too much faith in the yeah. justice system. I suppose I he say. is a rich white guy, so he'll well, probably be fine. True. But, um, yeah, yeah, so he's taken off with the cops anyway. And then the gang of the morrows celebrate with pizza from Guido's. Oh my God. Instead of like, like going to a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> No PTSD in this town, baby. Never! But yeah, like Elizabeth rings her parents, fills them in on the whole situation, and she's like, right, well, we're going to the Marrows for some pizza. It's like, uh, come the fuck home, please. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> and then Jessica tells the Marrows that they're the real heroes. And actually, they're not. Like, the real heroes are, in fairness, I mean, heroes, but the people who got the Marrows out are Jessica and Nicholas and the twins. Yeah, they are. But I mean, it was a shit plan. So oh, I know, oh, there are no real heroes anymore. Such a bad plan. <laughs> um, and Disguise says, once you've had a few days to recover, they'll have a massive party! Yay! Nobody died party! And there's news. Oh, yeah, there is. And it's big news. Oh, it is big news. Go on. Yeah, so Regina, mm-hmm. it turns out, has regained 85% of her hearing and can now continue her treatments in LA as a <gasps> patient. She's back to Sweet Valley! She doesn't have to go back to Switzerland. So but she's, she's only back. back for like three, 13 books. Because oh. we know what's going to happen then. Oh, Regina. <sighs> so close. She's too perfect to live in this world. <laughs> now that she's regained her hearing, she just, she cannot Oh yeah, on. she's totally perfect. Now that she's though. reached that perfect yeah. stage. <laughs> she's ascending to another plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out, yeah, that the reason her parents were were actually going to go over to Switzerland was because they wanted to tell her the exciting news in person. Yes. So everyone celebrates. Hooray! And here we have the one good outfit in this book. Yeah. So I will not... Obviously, you will tell us about it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. (laughs) But the twins are preparing for the big moral party because that's how you deal with being and <laughs> thinking your daughter there's no trauma here it's fine no. <laughs> we'll just have a big party everything's solved by a party that is the one lesson that I think you know we have taken from this book and from many other Sweet Valley books yeah. and we learned that uh, luckily Mitch is being charged because he's yeah. been forced to take part and also Phil had lied and told him that the chip was his own design that had been stolen from him uh-huh. and he threatened to go to the cops oh. but Phil said he'd shoot him Jesus. This is ice cold. Poor man. I mean, poor Mitch, like, Jesus. That's, yeah. yeah, that is rough. But yeah, it turns out Mitch is going to go stay with his aunt in New Jersey, who's supposedly really nice, very loving. <laughs> like, how do that's you... a weird detail to know about his aunt, but okay. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to question how you know this. Um, so they go to the party, and there's an amazing uh, bit where, first of all, Lila mocks Jess's outfit. <laughs> Uh, can you describe what she says? Yeah. Uh, Jess, what in the world are you wearing, Lila demanded. You look like a member of the band, not a guest at the party. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and then she says, so it's talking about it, though, everybody would just be you know, obsessed with the twins and they'd be the toast of the party. It's positively irritating. Yeah, I mean... That's true, but that's yeah. that's kind of true for most parties. It that ends up is, being about the twins that somehow. That is very true, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Lila's actually quite sincere and says how brave they were. Oh. Um, but she has some hot gossip about Suzanne <gasps> and Ken. Oh my God. They're uh, they're an item. They are. Hands oh. off Penland. Hey. <laughs> yeah, get a load of this for the oddest couple of the year. 
Yeah, so they reckon it's a weird combination and they're not really suited, but yeah. Supposedly she's completely reforming him. She's making him cultured. Oh. Lila burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Such bitches, I know. Uh, the party is amazing, of course. But then Liz overhears Suzanne talking about Ken. Overhears. Oh, oh no. How did that happen? in a fucking bush with an ear trumpet sticking <laughs> Speak up there, will you? <laughs> that is her way. Yeah. Um, and she's she's lying about his, sort of claiming he, is, he has fancy tastes, like herself. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's so interested in poetry and, you know, going on about him I don't know what is it she's like oh who cares about the football and all that type of stuff yeah it's and like yeah, Ken, Ken doesn't care about football yeah now. And it's like Ken clearly cares about football he's the star he's, of the team he's like the quarterback isn't yeah. he yeah I think so or yeah. something but yeah he's the star of the team and yeah. he can't survive without him so yeah so um, and we, we learn that Ken looks half enchanted Ooh. and half miserable that's a weird combination isn't it's it how do you look half enchanted half miserable it's sort of like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> You just keep switching between expressions. <laughs> oh, I wish we could see that. Um, and we learn that Suzanne doesn't care about the big game that everybody is fucking obsessed with. In fairness, I am sympathetic to Suzanne on this because I it would do my head in if I was in this school and you were expected to oh, give a shit yeah. about football and any team sports <laughs> constantly. Um, and Liz is like, they're so mismatched. Yeah. And she feels sorry for Ken. Yeah, she's like, poor Ken. He was failing English, facing getting kicked off the team and apparently in for a crash course in culture from hands-off Hanlon herself. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> bit, like, I can't imagine that you... You're always interfering with people. I I'm know. surprised you don't see... You know, gay recognises game. Well, look, there you go. Maybe that's it. <laughs> she's like... She's feeling threatened. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her interfering... Uh, queen of interference yeah. role is being threatened. <laughs> so can you give us our... Final tagline sure out. Can. Okay, so will Suzanne succeed in changing Ken? Find out in Sweet Valley High 27. Love, Love struck. Oh, will Suzanne succeed in changing Ken? A classic line because it, it is. is the cover line of yeah. the uh, of the next book. It's a good one. So that was Hostage. What was it? Yeah. It was demented. God, it was difficult. It really was. <laughs> we all got confused in there. <laughs> Very confusing there. But did it at least have some stats about it? We got through it. Okay, so um, the Wakefield blondness gets four mentions. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of typical, up to typical. Usual, That's average. Kinda, yeah, yeah. there's only two last time, which That's was true. worrying that me. That was low. Uh, the blue green eyes get five mentions, mm. which is pretty good too. Yeah. That's uh, average um, and above. Yeah. The kidnappers are described as being mean five times. Ooh. They're so mean. They're so mean. <laughs> what kind of a joke would do something like <laughs> that? Joikes. Um, and then in terms of outfits, it's really just Jessica. Um, <laughs> so when she goes up to Mitch as like sex bait, <laughs> she, she thought carefully about what to wear and decided on a blue denim miniskirt and a halter top. Mm. So this is... Yeah, cash. She, she re- yeah. But she uh, she reckoned from uh, the brief impression she'd got of Mitch Denson, those seemed like the sort of clothes he'd like best on a girl. Yeah. So yeah, she, okay. kind of, she put some thought into it yeah. and had her motives and what have you. Very uh, her, um, perceptive in what a boy's taste in yeah. girls are like when she's only met him once and doesn't really know the sort of clothes, you know, girls he mm. goes Maybe for. that's what just one of Jessica's special skills though. I mean, oh, She knows yeah. guys. <laughs> that's true. She certainly does. She has her ways. Um, so, then Jessica's outfit that Lila made fun of. This is good. Yeah, it's, it's quite puzzling. Mm. So <laughs> Jessica was wearing a black leather miniskirt Ooh. and a white t-shirt. Okay. The short sleeves rolled up. Oh, like She's, my own? Oh, like your own. <gasps> I am wearing a t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up. A short t-shirt, a 
t-shirt with the short yeah. sleeve sort of rolled uh, <gasps> but unlike Anna <laughs> she had two clips in her hair that looked as though they should be holding loose leaf notebook paper and a brand new pair of sandals so they're like bulldog clips. That's what I thought as well. The big clumpy bulldog your clips. Hair like. Oh, they'd be very. It sounds really uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Very heavy. You're gonna pull at your hair. Wouldn't yeah, you? they're very clumpy. And also bulldog sandals clips. with a leather miniskirt doesn't really sound right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very odd. Well, really Lila points out it is quite as, peculiar. Yeah, yeah, but even like. What band would she be in? <laughs> it makes no sense at all as an outfit. Oh, they're, they're like like big Clark's fair, you know, leather sandals. Maybe. <laughs> oh, the mental image. Yeah, we have been, I mean, badly served yeah. with outfits recently. It hasn't been great. No, mm. I mean, I don't know. They don't really boost it up in the next one. There's one, there's at least one good outfit in the next there one. There is one good one in the next one, yeah. But, um. Yeah, yeah, hopefully in the like, next few after these we'll get some... I know, we need... <gasps> damn oh my action. God. We definitely will. Because in two books oh we have God. what is possibly my favourite Sweet Valley book of all time. Oh, it's going to be great. The book <laughs> that inspired our theme song. Alone with the Crowd. Oh yes. And that is droids heavy. That is. And yes. it's actually full of outfits on makeovers. It is. It's suitably droids heavy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got something to... Satisfyingly. We yeah. will look forward to that one. To keep us going. <laughs> While we go through these this fallow period yeah, of Sweet Valley yeah. Outfits. So if you have anything to share with us about uh, Sweet Valley Outfits or anything else, we, <laughs> we very much enjoyed your suggestions for a Sweet Valley recipe book recently. Oh my God, yeah. There'd be a lot of clams. <laughs> so many clams. So much onion dip. Oh yeah, I feel like yeah, Mrs. Dalton's uh, French crepes might get in there as well. Oh as yeah, recipe. they would. Yeah. Some burgers. Yeah. Uh, somebody, I believe it might have been Starfish Chick on... Um, Twitter sent us a vintage recipe or vintage menu oh. that was entirely full of clams. Oh, it was so upsetting. There was so much clams for Karen. I don't know if she's recovered yet. I was not well for it. Mental image. But yeah, I was just like, well, this is clearly just a dairy burger menu. Yeah. <laughs> clams as far as the eye can see. Oh so if you have anything to share with us, don't send Karen any more clams. <laughs> take it anymore no, it's, it's emotional <laughs> abuse <laughs> you can tweet us uh, we always love getting your tweets um, at SVH podcast you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are proud members of the brilliant Headstuff podcast network and you can follow the network and find out about the new uh, new podcasts and indeed all the podcasts yeah at, loads uh, of great podcasts yeah at HS pod network a, a recent episode I enjoyed very much was uh, my friend Emily Pine appeared on Juvenalia Ooh. and she talked about Little Women yeah and it was oh, brilliant I was at that one that was down it all together now yes yeah uh, so I, I that was a particularly good one it but, was really good yeah. but Juvenalia is always great it is so you can't go wrong with it check that one out and along with many other amazing podcasts and uh, yeah you can follow about this uh um, this head stuff as mm-hmm. well yeah. to find out more about head stuff so that's it from us for now yeah but we will be back to find out <laughs> will Suzanne succeed in changing Ken Ooh. when Ken is <gasps> love struck <laughs> see you then everyone <laughs> thanks for listening bye this is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. 